Welcome to the Equipped Pastors uh, podcast. Maybe you're watching on uh, YouTube, Instagram TV, or you're listening later. We're so glad to have you. I'm trying something a little bit different today. I'm actually going to do a whole segment what I'm doing in a podcast by taking little mini videos and putting them together and doing it all in one setting here. Uh, finishing out uh, Galatians 4, reading verses 21 through 31. I'm going to go ahead and read all of the verses to you. Maybe I'll break down as we go, but maybe I'll come back. We'll just see how this all works out. It depends on how I'm feeling. Abraham's two children in the New Living Translation is kind of this uh, heading. I've also seen it uh, in a King James that said Hagar and Sarah. It's just comparing the two here and what Paul's doing. He's continuing to make his case here. He says, tell me, you who want to live under the law, do you know what the law actually says? He says, are you familiar with even the concept of the law? He said, the scriptures say that Abraham had two sons, one from his slave wife and one from his freeborn wife. Uh, obviously, this is in Genesis uh, 16. You can see the story, the telling of this, and this is what uh, he's pointing back to. He said, the son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. And so, in other words, it was like human striving to get this to happen. Oh, you see where he's going here if you're following along. He says, but the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. So, in other words, the fulfillment of the promise, it wasn't based on human effort. Here you go. These two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai, where people received the law that enslaved them. Obviously, that's where the Ten Commandments were given. That's where the law, that's where the various commandments were given. The Old Testament law was out on Mount Sinai, out in the wilderness. He says, now, Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia. So in other words, it's become like that. The physical city of Jerusalem is now like that physical, the spiritual version of Mount Sinai. Wow, that's scandalous for him to be saying that. And I'm sure that he got some flack for that later on. He says, because she and her children live in slavery to the law, they're not free. But the other woman, Sarah, represents the heavenly or spiritual Jerusalem. She is the free woman and she is our mother. Obviously, the Jewish people would have taken pride in being the children of Sarah, the children of Abraham, just as those who followed after Ishmael were proud of where they came from. And so for Paul to say this, wow, it's smacking them right in the face because they believe they were true heirs. But but Paul is saying is, you might be physically true heirs, but spiritually you are not. He says, as Isaiah say, rejoice, O childless woman. You have never given birth, obviously about Sarah. Break into a joyful shout. You have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. That's obviously found in Isaiah. He's quoting uh, Isaiah there. Uh, Isaiah 54 uh, is where he is quoting from. Again, super scandalous what he's comparing and saying uh, here. And he says, you, dear brothers and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. 
but you are now being persecuted by those who want to, you to keep the law, just as Ishmael, the child born of human effort, again, put, throwing that in there and getting a little punch in there, persecuted Isaac, the child born by the power of the Spirit. So what do the scriptures say about that? Get rid of the slave and her son, for the son of the slave woman will not share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Obviously, uh, you, if you know the story, uh, Ish, Ishmael and Hagar were sent away by Abraham and only Isaac and Sarah remain. So he's saying, so dear brothers and sisters, he recaps it here. We are not children of the slave woman. We are children of the free woman. So rich, what Paul is talking about here. He, he's bringing this contrast of the two covenants, the two women here. Uh, and, and it's interesting because for generations, their descendants fought that Ishmael and Isaac, and even today, they're still, uh, if you know anything about the Middle East, they're there's still strife there. And so what he was literally giving this allegory of those born of the flesh, of the law, and those born of the spirit, the, by faith, the gospel, there, there is some, uh, some fighting. And uh, Ishmael obviously had, op he, he had instances where he picked on Isaac and that and mocked him. And that is why he was sent away and so he's bringing that there and so that the gospel is the true heir over the law the law might have first just as ishmael came first but but isaac was actually the true fulfillment of god's promise uh, this is contrasting the law and the gospel and so we are heirs we are children of the promise as being believers and followers of the gospel and believing that we are made right and born into god's kingdom through being born again spiritually in other words miraculously uh, as Isaac was, because obviously his parents were old into an age where it was impossible for them to have a child. But God, but God made a way. And so we see that in verse 29, that persecution comes from those living the system towards those who are living in freedom. And so even today, persecution comes from those who are believing in a system that they think makes them right over the true gospel. In their days, it was the legalists who were believing that the law could save them. But here's what we know is that all systems of belief that are outside of faith in the promise and the gospel will cause that person who follows that system to feel threatened that they will lose power and so they must persecute uh, those who are in the freedom and so they claim their own birthright through the system that they follow while our birthright is not in anything that we have done or any effort of our own it is in the effort of Christ and so obviously he says in verse 30 to cast the law out he recaps in verse 31 a couple of things I noticed here is that these are two covenants contrasted one of freedom one of slavery the one of slavery being the law the one of freedom being the gospel the, the fulfillment and so that the whole Old Testament points toward uh, Christ not the the law as the end-all and be-all and so uh, the law has no inheritance. It makes it clear as he's unpacking this here. Only grace receives their share of the inheritance. Just as Ishmael did not receive the inheritance. Uh, he was sent away. Uh, he wasn't. And so we see one of the flesh, one of the spirit. Uh, those who follow the law don't believe that they're of the flesh. They believe they're of the true spirit of it, but they are under uh, the flesh. The law is flesh. The spirit is the faith of the gospel, the truth. 
interesting that again he contrasts Sinai and Jerusalem and just says that the natural Jerusalem has become a spiritual Sinai a place where just the, the law was given and you know when the law was given uh, actually uh, when you when you read uh, when the Ten Commandments were given Moses comes down from the mountain what happens they're worshiping the golden calf god actually slays them in that day three thousand people died when the law was given again this is all in scripture you can unpack this and scripture interpreting scripture with scripture but when acts comes and the book of acts comes the sleeves the fulfillment of the the, the the spirit and those being born again and for finding the fulfillment of that promise on the day of pentecost when the, they were born again when they were filled with the spirit what happened three thousand were added to their uh, to that day and so when the law was given death was given when the spirit was given life was given freedom was given freedom over sin and so the natural jerusalem became a spiritual sinai and so we see that ishmael and isaac are compared here that ishmael again recapping was of human effort isaac was born of a miracle of supernatural effort just as we are and the gospel is about that supernatural birth that we have not by our own effort but by the effort of christ and by what he paid for us ishmael was born in doubt because uh, uh did not believe God. He did not trust God at his word. But Isaac was born in faith. He was born in the promise. Uh, I, Ishmael was born outside of the covenant, the agreement with God. That wasn't the agreement. But Isaac was in the agreement. Ishmael uh, said, uh, I'm going to do what's possible in my own strength. Isaac was said, I'm going to do, I'm going to receive the impossible from God. Our salvation is impossible. I, Ishmael was in the natural Isaac was supernatural. Ishmael brought trouble. Come on. He brought strife. He brought issues. He brought scandal. Isaac brought the blessing. He brought fulfillment. And so as he ends out, he what does he say? Cast the slave woman out. Cast out. Cast out legalism. Cast out trying in your own effort. Cast out the natural. Believe for the supernatural. Walk in the supernatural. Walk in faith. Walk in the fulfillment of the gospel that only comes from Jesus. And so do you see these two contrasting there? And then he repeats it again. He's saying, we're the heirs. We are the heirs. Let me remind you, you are the son and daughters of the free one, the freeborn woman. And so don't walk in the slavery of going back to the law. Well, I hope this podcast and this format has been helpful to you. I don't know if you like having it all in one or having it in smaller uh, bites here. Obviously, I, I made it through in about a little over 10 minutes through these 10 verses. I like kinda, I've liked kind of i liked kind of unpacking it this way. Hopefully, this has been a blessing to you. Like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave questions, and uh, ask for clarity if you need it. Have a great day.